0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standing Room Only Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Ben Standing. I cover the Washington Commanders for The Athletic, which means apparently now going forward, I'll be covering the new Washington Commanders general manager, Adam Peters. That news, it's not official, official. The team has not announced it, but it has been reported by myself and others that the team has come to terms on a deal with the 49ers' assistant GM. Once that deal is officially signed, Peters is on board with the organization and the immediate pursuit of a new head coach. Uh, I'll I'll share some quick thoughts on that in a moment. Obviously, that's the big news of the day. Wrote about it over on The Athletic. If you have not uh, checked that out, uh, go do so. And, of course, subscribe to The Athletic. We've written a bunch about Adam Peters' Over the last uh, few weeks in lead up to this uh, decision, he's been, you know, the front runner kind of throughout, and he, uh, along with Ian Cunningham, the Bears assistant GM, or the final candidate for the job that Peters got. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We'll have more coming up next week and beyond about Peters, the coaching search, and of course, everything going on in the offseason. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Standig. And um, look, I, you know, this is sort of the opposite of the Ron Rivera situation to an extent, at least from my seat. We knew for weeks, mo- maybe months, maybe this season, that Ron Rivera was likely gone as head coach. And uh, obviously, in the last few weeks, it became, uh, you know, blatantly apparent to the point that when it happened on Monday, it almost didn't seem like it was that. Notable, despite obviously it being pretty notable. Peters isn't the exact same story, but it certainly was trending in his direction. and maybe this is more of a me thing as a reporter. You know you hear certain notes and nuggets from from people around the league. You can't always tell, you know, is it firsthand? Is it a game of telephone? When you have multiple people saying Adam Peters, it's his job to lose? Um, you know, he's the favorite. All these kinds of things, like I said, you can't always know fact from fiction, but he was the only one that really was getting a ton of buzz this cycle. There was some with Ian Cunningham for sure, and those two, go back to anything I've written over the last few weeks, were the two that were typically at the top of the heap. The question for me, largely, and others, largely with Peters was, would he leave San Francisco? Uh, he has a great opportunity there. Uh, he's in a great team. He does. Uh, he's considered to be the top town evaluator there. They have a deep roster, and they're a really good team. That's the number one seed in the playoffs this year. He'll get to see that out. Uh, you know, he'll. he'll uh, you know, even if he's on board here, I assume he'll be part of the Niners' run through the end of the season. You know, while helping Washington go forward here. Although I'm not sure but they have we don't really have any other details yet under the transition period or some other some other aspects which I'll get to in a moment. Um the 49ers moved John Lynch to be president of of operate football operations in San Francisco, technically making the GM job open. Look, you know, he, Peters turned down jobs previously. He wasn't definitively, I guess, either ready to go or didn't see the opportunity as being right. So would he see this one as being right? And would this be the one for him to take, meaning Washington? Uh, he's a California guy, a Northern California guy. The Chargers job is open. The Raiders showed interest as well. But in the end, Washington's job clearly proved too good to pass on. Uh, I'm sure whatever money Josh Harris sent his way helped the cause. But as we've noted many times now for a, for a uh, team coming off a four win season, Washington is positioned in almost a dreamlike job scenario, frankly, for a new general manager. As you you, you all know, the deal, a bunch of draft picks, including the t- the number two pick overall and five in the top 100, uh, one of the league leaders in salary cap space for next year. Sure, there's questions at quarterback, but when you have that number two pick, that can be where you uh, make your first mark as a talent evaluator in the organization. And, you know, they're not encumbered with a lot of bad contracts. It is pretty much a blank slate, as I've said now many times. So Adam Peters is on board. Now, he came on board as general manager, even though we've been talking about it as some sort of vice president of football operations uh, or, you know, or head of football operations, at least. Why the change? Uh, it's a good question. Don't have the exact answer, but my my best assumption is, is, is as follows. One, you had Martin Mayhew on the staff. He is still on the staff. I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, as GM. So if you say you're looking for a new GM, it's kind of weird, right? Because you have somebody in on, on staff already with that designation. Secondly, because of Josh P, uh, Josh Harris's NBA background, GMs often have some sort of president of basketball operations title. Uh, maybe there was a conversation about going to that model and coming up with a, a second, you know, sort of the assistant GM, just be the GM, to be honest. I've always thought that NBA model is kind of weird in that regard, but, you know, whatever, whatever works for them. Uh, So, ultimately, he landed on the GM title. I can't imagine they are hiring anybody to be above him on the depth chart. You know, uh, Rob Rogers, who handles operations here now, uh, which means, you know, overseeing the salary cap and contracts. He, uh, you know, could you make that job sort of more on the same playing field as... The GM, I guess, but I can't imagine that Peters would have taken a job where somebody else is going to have final say over him. So uh, however many people they ultimately have on the executive level in the front office, we will see, but Peters should be the top of that uh, organizational depth chart. Uh, As for the current executives, meaning essentially Martin Mayhew, GM, uh, senior personnel executive Marty Herney, Chris Polian, and Eric Stokes, two other high-ranking player personnel executives. What I was told by a source close to the situation is that the team will evaluate those individuals in the days ahead. Look, uh, you know, we haven't seen anything change yet on the coaching staff beyond Rivera. Same thing here in the front office. I expect the majority of these uh, individuals to be let go. Some will probably have their contracts expiring and just won't be brought back. So, Washington um, will have a very different look. But on the front office side, and, you know, I've said this before, you know, it won't surprise me if some of them stay. And Mayhew would be a pretty notable one in the sense that. Or or a pretty obvious one, I should say, in the sense that he and Peters worked together in San Francisco. Uh, Mayhew was, uh, you know, they were both in the personnel department, uh, but not GM. Then Mayhew came here to be the GM before the 2021 season. You know, Martin Mayhew is a very nice man. I, you know, everybody at this level has an ego, but I don't see his, from as best as I can tell, being a problem if he is put in a position where he is now changes his title furthermore you know as i wrote in my uh re, you know breakdown of what kind of went wrong in the Ron Rivera era i noted that uh th- that Mayhew despite the GM title really wasn't h- handling that role that Marty Herney was ended up being more of a decision maker under Rivera uh so you know Mayhew wasn't it's not like Mayhew had like full control and now you're saying take a step back he ultimately really didn't. So it's conceivable he stays, and who knows? Maybe Mayhew has other options. We we will see how that goes. Uh, furthermore, a lot of scouts and and others in the front office sometimes these people just end up staying through the draft. So and, and then changes are coming. But we will see about that. Not to mention who does. Uh, who does. Uh, who does uh, Peters want to bring over with him? Speaking of, of that, and I'll, I'll have a story up this weekend on The Athletic about who are people, how, do, how should Commanders fans watch this offseason with regards to the head coaching candidates? Of the seven names they have out there that, they, that we know they've put in request to interview, all of them are in the playoffs, five of them playing this weekend. The two exceptions are on Baltimore staff. Now, as far as like who Peters could bring over from San Francisco, you know, it's hard to say obviously at this moment. But a couple things stick out to me. One, uh, one of their scouts, Steve Slowick, uh, was apparently somebody who put Brock Purdy on the team's radar in the draft process. Obviously, Purdy was the last player picked in the 2022 draft and had a uh, you know become an unbelievable find for them potentially that's of interesting of given a higher title, and if depending on his other work, he's also the brother of Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick, who is one of the seven people Washington has employed, uh, or sorry, employed, Washington has requested in an interview with. So we'll see where that goes. Houston plays the Browns in the first playoff game this weekend. Another name I'm interested in, is quarterback coach Brian Greasy. Yes, of course, uh, famous quarterback at Michigan, NFL quarterback, longtime TV announcer. He joined their staff as quarterback coach. And I'm wondering, could he be somebody that Peters looks at as an offensive coordinator uh, as a way to help whoever this young quarterback, Washington, is going to have... In the, uh, in this draft, assuming that they pick one at number two, I don't know. You know, that's just a thought. Obviously who they get on the staff to help a young quarterback, assuming that is the way they go, is going to be pretty significant. You would think there would be some people coming from San Fran. Greasy comes to mind based on what I've heard about his role with that team. Um, all right, so so that's where we are right now. Uh, when do I expect a head coaching announcement? Well, they can't meet any head coaches in person until the 22nd. So I would assume not until then. And uh, more importantly, well, but then at that point, they could move quickly, considering how quickly this search went. Uh, ben Johnson, OC from the Lions, is typically viewed as the number one coaching candidate out there. Along the lines of just hearing some whispers, the Johnson Peters combo has been mentioned, you know, in recent days. Clearly, Ben Johnson will have a lot of interest out there from teams. I actually think this is a pretty fascinating matchup. Ben Johnson as OC of the Lions is going against Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator of the Rams. Morris is another candidate for Washington. The Rams, you know, they're not viewed as a really top defense in this league, but they have been impressive they won seven of their last eight games they in that stretch they finished second in the league in passes defended and had 22 sacks even though this is a team that sure they have Aaron Donald but he wasn't at his sort of superhero level this year everybody else on that defense is really a mix of you know really young players and cast offs from other teams but they've been a, a, a vital p- component of to this rally for the Rams. I kind of picked I picked the Rams to beat the Lions in the podcast I did yesterday with our Chargers insider Daniel Popper, as we discussed, among other things, is Ben Johnson, you know, where does Ben Johnson go? What's his best fit? Uh, etc. So that's gonna be a really interesting matchup. You know, it's not going to be a final determination one way or the other, but an interesting head-to-head between two of the candidates. So A lot more to discuss. We'll do that in the coming days about this. But for now, Adam Peters is here as the new GM, or he will be uh, once it's officially announced. And, uh, you know, I go on Kevin Sheehan twice or three times a week. I went on with Al Galdi this week. I've had multiple podcasts. So I do forget where I say things sometimes, to be honest. But to reiterate the point that I think is most important about what just happened And that is that the guy who was the hot candidate, you know, the hot candidate this cycle, hot candidate does not equal automatic winner. Let's be clear about that. We've seen this game before here and elsewhere. It does not always work out, right? Uh, But the important part is, as a guy like Peters has options, and he chose to make Washington hit one of his options and obviously his top option. Previously, under Dan Snyder, the most the Commanders could typically do is hire somebody who's been around, who has some good credentials, but overpay them, either in salary or power. Ron Rivera was the latest example, uh, but you could make the argument as well for others like Steve Spurrier and Mike Shanahan. They have to, to get somebody who has a ton of options, or is you know dipping their toes into the first time head coach Waters, and choose this organization, that would have been a preposterous thought at any point over the last decade or so. But here they got Adam Peters. The runner-up was another guy with a lot of uh, high regard in the league with Ian Cunningham. It says a lot about getting rid of Dan Snyder, about what Josh Harris is offering and, and presenting to these candidates. And that in and of itself should give fans reason to be optimistic. I know for a lot of you, this four and thirteen season, obviously miserable. Some of I know some of you just from what I've heard, you know, heard directly on Twitter and elsewhere, that you took it as a, you know, nothing's changing here. And I would just say that, and I've tried to say this, there was no, there was nothing on the football side that Harris could do. Sure, you could have fired Ron Rivera at some point. I don't know what that would have done. It wouldn't. I, I really, really doubt it would have led to any rally, and it would have prevented Washington from getting the second pick if they just won even one more game. So it worked out perfectly in that regard. And Peter's doing this, you know, saying he wants to come here, says so much about where Washington is at. And if they get Ben Johnson, again, not convinced it would work. I don't. I mean, by that I just mean you never know how these things go. And Ben Johnson's never been a head coach. So we'll see how we would have to see how that goes. But to get the two guys who would be, you know, again, everybody's uh, first choices, seemingly this offseason would say so much about how far this organization has come in just a few months from a perception perspective. All right. That's it for me for now. It's gonna be a quick addition here to Friday night. It's been a long week. Um, but it's an exciting one because we are we're all on the verge of seeing this Josh Harris uh, organization really get going. A busy week, an exciting week uh, in terms of what's new and uh, more to come. And you know, keep your, keep on your toes. This is moving quick. I didn't necessarily think the Peters announcement would come today um, because it's Friday, but they moved quickly. And here we are. So. Again, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you do your podcasting. Follow me on Twitter at Ben Standig and subscribe to The Athletic. That's it for now. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Enjoy watching football games. Uh, I did make predictions on the last episode. Um, and by the way, you can if you want more and you missed it, I had some I had two really good episodes this week with Grant Paulson and then Nikki Jabala. So check those out as well. All right, that's it. I sped talk through that thing, didn't I? Um, All right, that's it for now. Ben Standick signing off. Until next time. See ya.